Do you have a tricky work problem that you need to solve? I have a great podcast recommendation for you featuring a pair of expert women. Whether you're just starting your career or a seasoned professional, check out Fixable, a podcast from TED. Hosted by Harvard professor Frances Fry and her wife, leadership coach Ann Morris, the brilliant duo provide honest, actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. Today is a very special day because I am actually joined in studio by our one and only production assistant, Kirby Versellis. Kirby, thanks so much for being here. Hi, y'all. It was really, really great to be here, too. I'm so stoked because <laughs> you and I, even though we are both in Colorado, we're really not that close to one another. So getting together to work in person is something of a rarity, right? This is so true. I'm an hour away, but Denver is kind of not my place, my scene. <laughs> <laughs> what is your scene, Kirby? I'm very mountainy, so yes. I do not like the city. Not anymore, at least. <laughs> <laughs> I love how I moved from the East Coast to Denver, and that's like such a mountainy version of a city that <laughs> this is like as low city as I can get. And this is like too much city for you. <laughs> it's very true. Very true. <laughs> well, thanks for making the trek. So tell us a little bit about your involvement with this podcast. Cause I know our listeners have heard me reference you on occasion, but maybe they're not, they're not sure how we first got together or what you do for the pod. All right. Well, I met you over email when I was working for Scott Barlow on the Happen to Your Career podcast. And you shout out to Scott because he had me on his podcast. And we'll put a little link to that gem of an old throwback. But yeah, Happen to Your Career. Happen to Your right? Correct. Uh, Happen to Your Career. You were speaking about burnout. And I think in my life, that's what I really needed to hear. And so I snuck into your bus step community on Facebook and have followed you ever since. And when you were advertising for an executive assistant, I pinged you right away. <laughs> and this is where I am now. I remember when your application came in and I saw that you had that experience of being Scott Barlow's like podcast production person. Meanwhile, I was scrambling behind the scenes because my, my time on Stuff Mom Never Told You was coming to a close. And I was tempted. I was shopping around this show, bossed up to other networks, but I was tempted to just do my own independent podcast, but felt totally, frankly, unqualified and nervous. And then you just like appeared out of nowhere. And you remember our interview? Oh yeah. I was like, just kidding. I'm talking about a totally different role now. <laughs> it did totally switch. Um, <laughs> it worked out well for me and you and, me, and sure. everyone listening, actually. That's so true. So for everybody <laughs> listening, just so y'all know, Kirby is the reason that technologically this podcast works. So Kirby, you basically run everything behind the scenes to make this podcast happen besides what usually happens in front of the mic, except for today. Yeah, this is a weird experience, actually. <laughs> well, you're, even though you're not used to being the on-air podcaster, I'm so glad you're here with us yes. today. And what are you doing when you're not, just so our boss ladies listening can get a sense of what a rad member of our team you are. What are you usually doing when you're not in the studio with me here? So I currently work in the Springs, Colorado Springs, for the U.S. Anti-Doping Agency in the Communications Department doing content outreach, which is pretty much what I do here, too. Awesome. And besides working, because I know you have a pretty active Colorado life as well. Yes, um, I go play in the mountains a lot, which is the reason why I moved to Colorado. 
I've always wanted to live in Colorado. So I ultimately made the move and dropped my life in LA and moved out to the Springs to enjoy the beautiful mountains out here. Yeah. And it really is kind of a life upgrade kind of state, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. How long ago did you move from LA to Colorado? Two years ago. Wow. Yeah. Was that right around like our, our interview with Scott? Did you change like... Well, you were burnt out, right? I was, Tell me more about that. Yes. My last position in LA, I was completely burnt out. Uh, my old boss sold the company to a competitor and my old boss came up to me and said, hey, I know you really hate this job, but just come to the office and grin and bear it and get a paycheck. And it was kind of like, wow, if everyone knows that, why am I here? Right. <laughs> wow. And then, so then you made your move out here, like so many people do and found a way to make the mountains a priority. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. Also, it's so obvious to me that that's why you're like a perfect member of our community and a perfect person to be a part of the team here at Vasta. Yeah. I'm Uh, glad you're here. Thank you. This turned into an interview and I didn't (laughs) think it was going to be one. So surprise, it's an interview. Um, So actually, no, what we're going to do today is we're going to play a little game. And Kirby and I have been putting this together for our listeners to really send off 2018 in style. I mean, it's obviously not quite the end of the year just yet, but Merry Christmas to those of you who celebrate. It's a big day. We wanted to take time to embrace the holiday spirit a little bit by looking back and reflecting, which I think something I do on the holidays quite a bit. Do you? Yep, totally. So today we want to do a cheers and jeers episode. We're going to cheers to... Each of us are bringing three highlights of the year that we want to cheers to this year and three things that we'd like to say goodbye to in 2018, things we could live without, all told through the context of really looking back at this beautiful podcast we've created together, right, Kerb? Yep. Yep. I'm really excited. (laughs) I'm super excited too. So, all right. So to get us started here, drum roll, (laughs) the first thing I want to cheers to in 2018 is the unprecedented amount of women of color we have heading to U.S. Congress. I feel like the Women Won the Midterms episode featuring Erin Velarde from Vote Run Lead was such a highlight to, to sort of capstone off the year with that if you haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, make sure you do. I'll drop the link in the show notes. But just seeing a diverse array of women's voices being heard in one of the highest chambers in the land warms my heart. And I I give a hearty cheers to women in power in Washington in particular and women of color in power in particular too. How about you, Kirby? I actually have that for my number one, Um, (laughs) the rise of women in general, you know, like I've seen it. I work right now with a a boatload of women. I've never worked in an organization with so many women in leadership. So just seeing what everyone can do together has been really amazing for me. Yes. And this year, I feel like through the podcast lens, especially we've been able to interview so many powerful women, just seeing women rise, even outside of Washington is worth cheersing to as well. True. Here, here. I don't know why we don't have a bottle of champagne in the studio right now. (laughs) We definitely should be like pouring bubbly (laughs) and actually cheersing right now, (laughs) but I digress. What else we got? Let's see. Oh, I've got a good one. Slightly different. I'd like to cheers to feminist men. They don't get a lot of credit. They don't get a lot of ink because I think there's rightfully a focus on helping women and people of color, but men of color and even white dudes who are rocking the feminist walk, right? Who are actually being active allies 
I think are worth cheersing to. I have to say that too, because I just married one this year. (laughs) So I especially appreciate men who believe in powerful women, who support powerful women. Uh, And I'm reminded actually of the very, one of the very first episodes we ever did. Do you remember? Uh, Episode three with Jason Wosky. Shout out to Jason. He and I put together an episode on men, male mentors, right? And just how important it is for all women to have access to male mentors. And I think in this Me Too era we find ourselves in, I'm interested in and focusing on how to empower more men to empower other women, right? I think that needs to be a broader part of our conversation. I agree. And to your note with Brenda Boo, like (laughs) I also have a very supportive boyfriend who on that note, like, I think that community is great. You know, like community is something that needs to be cheers. That's wait, before we move on to the community thing, let's talk about your boo for a second. (laughs) (laughs) So you mentioned your boyfriend and your face is turning beet red right now, but you also just, we were just talking off air about the important work your boyfriend is doing. Can you tell us what he's just been doing for the past couple months? My boyfriend is actually working for the Forest Service out in the Sierras in California. And, you know, they've been battling some fires out there and he's had to breathe in all that smoke. But his passion is the land and resources and conservation. Yeah. So that's what he does. And shout out to your boo, Kirby. (laughs) You have to get a little shout out on today's episode. (laughs) He's such a rock star. He is. What noble work. And he also reminds me of like, a lot of, like my brother is a veteran, a lot of first responders, not all of them, but a lot of first responders are men. If we talk to women alone, we're not going to solve this problem, right? We need need your firefighting boo on our our side things too. (laughs) We do. We need all the boys. All the boys to the yard for feminism. Yes. (laughs) I'm like that I've fully embarrassed you on the podcast already. I'm sorry. Thank (laughs) you. All right. What else are we? So wait, cheers, cheers, and a hypothetical cheers I know, to we need uh, a clink, clink to, uh, <laughs> to the men in feminism. Yes. Yes. All right. What are we cheersing next? Next on my list is community. And we did an episode with Grace Bonney, episode 28. Yeah. And I think that just building a community in your workplace, outside of work and having a solid group of ladies and of men to support you and you to support them and everyone's endeavors. Like, I think that's very important. And I don't know if we could get anywhere without that. Totally. And Grace is the boss behind Design Sponge, right? And now she's got the new edition of the Good Company magazine with Lovey Ajayi on the cover, all about community, because you're totally right. I mean, part of what makes Bossed Up such a heartwarming and rewarding endeavor. And this podcast in particular, so fun, is the community around it. I completely agree. I um, have been part of the Boss Up online community on Facebook for two years, like I mentioned earlier. And I think, I mean, I'm like a fly on the wall and I, <laughs> I read- like long-time worker, <laughs> first-time commentator. <Yeah>. Totally. <laughs> I read everything. And you know, it's really great to see all of you ladies just like, take it upon yourselves and help each other out. Like you don't see that a lot in real life. So it's kind of amazing to watch it happen. I could not agree more. And it's not me who said this, but many times now I have seen in the community, 
people say, this is the best place on Facebook, or this is the only reason I still have a Facebook account, (laughs) which trust me, if we could make that work on another platform, we would, but Slack does not work the same. So all of you who think Slack is an equal substitute, it is not, it's not going to be the same. So shout out to everyone in the Bossed Up Courage community. If you're not there already, hello, get with it. It's like the best thing that we do. It's community driven. It's not spammy. And it's a Facebook group that's part of this podcast too. So I'll drop a link to invite you all to join the Bossed Up Courage community on Facebook if this is the first time you've heard me mention it in a while because I haven't been mentioning it lately. I don't think you have. I should really get on that. (laughs) (laughs) So next on the list of holiday cheers, things I'd like to cheers to to close out 2018 is lifestyle and actually considering the lifestyle you want to live. What a radical notion, right? It wasn't until this year that it became crystal clear to me that how you pursue your career is different than the intention you bring to your lifestyle. I feel like your story already made that super clear. But when I came out with that boss tip, just to say, consider your career as something separate from your lifestyle, because you can be a you know, New York City high power attorney, or you can be a Colorado Springs mountain loving attorney and your life's going to look super different. And they both are deserving of your consideration and attention. People loved that boss tip mini episode. So I'll make sure to drop a link to it in today's show notes if you haven't heard it already. But is it, isn't that true? Like those two things are different. It's completely different. I mean, I work my butt off Monday to Friday and I moved here for the mountains. So yeah. I am the ultimate weekend warrior when it comes to adventures. Like I'm out the door on Fridays at 2 p.m. and I don't come back to the office at until nine in the morning on Monday. Yeah. And like, that's normal. And people have fought for years to earn the right to have weekends off from work. So how you spend that time is up to you. Totally. And, you know, you work obviously part-time for boss, uh, but it's, you've set it up so that I never tell you when to do your work, right? Like that's a big part of it. Yeah. People forget how flexible you can make your own work schedule. Um, You nine to five, Monday to Friday, but still you can leave your work at work. Shocking. What a notion. I'm a big proponent of that. And as an entrepreneur, people are all about the hustle in my field, right? And say, well, you are your work. You are your company. You are on 24 seven. And I get it. There's some truth to that. At the end of the day, the buck stops with me. If somebody posts something awful and offensive on our community or on our Facebook page, like nobody else is going to take care of it, but me. And I get that, but I fully believe in unplugging too. And you are the master of unplugging. When's the, what's the last major adventure you took? Cause you've been You've been all over. You aren't just like traipsing through these mountains. You are really trekking. (laughs) Yeah, you know, we didn't do it this year because of the fires. But every year, my boyfriend and I, every summer, we do a five to seven day backpacking trip out in the Sierras. And it's just like drop the phone service like and just go for a walk. A very long walk. (laughs) Yes, I'm a huge fan. I feel like that's part of the appeal of life out here, too. It's like, well... Or in California. Or just the mountains in general, I would say. <laughs> True. What else has been important to you in crafting like the lifestyle that you really want? I think the biggest reason I moved out to Colorado was to really leverage my wellness. I think that I need nature. And unfortunately, if, it, if you don't know this, Los Angeles does not have nature. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. 
LAX. Yeah. Yeah. It's so got a lot of traffic though. It does. It has a lot it of traffic. It brings out the wilderness in yep. some people. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But yes, um, I think anybody can make lifestyle a priority. Yeah. I think for a career community to focus on that too is very unique, right? Because for especially a lot of us coming straight out of school, you're so focused on just getting your bills paid, getting out of debt and like climbing some ladder that you've been told your whole life you have to climb. And for me, this year has been very clarifying in figuring out that you can hustle in whichever direction your heart is calling you to. But like, there's a part of the rest of your life outside of work that is worth paying attention to. And I hope that resonates with our listeners. Me too. Yeah. All right. You've got one more cheers for the year? I do. And my cheers is to all of you ladies who have called into the podcast. I appreciate it. And the boss moves that you've called in with have been really inspiring, not for me only, but everyone else that has called in after you because it only takes one story of success to like help someone bring out the things that they've been working hard for. And it's courageous, I would say. And I know people struggle a lot to call in, but when you do, I think it makes a difference. (laughs) That means so much coming from you because I know you hear the, like the voicemails that come in and ladies, first of all, there's no wrong way to leave a boss move voicemail for us or a career conundrum for that matter. And so if you haven't already, the number one more time is 910-668-BOSS or 2677- But Kirby actually screens these calls when they come in. And oftentimes this is what happens. There's a three minute time limit on our Google voice number, right? And there will be two voicemails back to back. Same number. And we're like, huh, what happened there? And then the second voicemail will will start with, hey, Emily, I'm sorry. I totally rambled on that last voicemail. Let me take it again from the top. Here's just what I wanted to say. And it's so wonderful to hear people finding their way towards talking positively about themselves. Yeah, I agree. I don't think that we do it enough, ladies, at all. I don't know why, but we should. It's so true. It's actually very hard for us to get you to call in. It is. Like, to be totally clear. Yeah. Like, to be transparent, (laughs) we have to go find boss moves on occasion. We're like, in the courage community, people have no trouble. Yes. Typing it in. Yeah. But there's something about bragging about yourself out loud that feels like such a violation of norms, doesn't it? I I don't, yes. I mean, it's okay. Everyone can appreciate your hard work, I think. I think so too. We should walk the walk though. Yeah, we should. What is your boss move of the year? My boss move of the year. Man, that's tough. That's a tough one. Yeah, that's really... (laughs) If we tell other women that they should brag about themselves more, we should do it too. What are you most proud of this year? I think I'm most proud of, I have a literally a handful of women at my day job that should probably join the online community because they struggle just like everyone else out there. My boss move of the year is actually building my own support group at work. I have four other ladies at work and we help lift each other up, just like boss move teaches us all. And the first week of January, when we get back to work, we have our annual review. So we're going to get together before then and really craft our negotiation strategies to make some moves. Awesome. (laughs) Kirby, that's so great. Those are the best boss moves because they're like the ripple effect ones. Yes. Yeah. How you are being a leader in inspiring connection and self-advocacy. Yeah. 
dope. Yeah, you know I mean? it's really exciting. That's so awesome. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you for indulging me. And when I put you on the spot like that. <laughs> All right, let's talk about jeers. Things we'd like to leave in 2018. There are a few. Just a few. <laughs> All right, here's what I got. Uh, the first thing I'd like to leave in 2018, which is optimistic of me, are those triggering news cycles. I don't know if you uh, recall that episode we did, but it was the most rambling off the cuff sort of stream of consciousness episode I've ever put together. I'll link to it in the show notes. And I am so sick of the 24 seven trauma that is on TV these days. And I really have to give a shout out to folks who are covering news with a different angle. Erica Mandy, friend of the show, who is the host of a podcast called The Newsworthy. She produces the show that gives you all the info you need, that shares with you the headlines of the day, that gives you the top lines in 10 minutes or less, but also presents a more, almost like a more balanced approach between the shocking, terrifying, scary headlines that are coming out of our White House in particular, and uplifting news. Good news. Like what a radical notion, because there's a lot of scary stuff happening in this world, whether it's forest fires or tragedies that are striking our country, but also there's a lot to be grateful for. There's a lot of good news out there. And I just wish that mainstream news networks would take a hint from the newsworthy. (laughs) Um, And this is not sponsored. I'm just a fan of what Erica's doing. And I don't know. I I think there's got to be a better way to stay informed in 2019 without putting ourselves through the trauma of triggering news cycles 24-7. So that's that's what I'd like to leave in 2018. I would like to leave that too. And I think that because of the triggering news cycle, I have recently found myself watching a lot of uplifting rescue animal videos. Like, oh, yes. <laughs> I've never been the one to watch cat videos or dog videos, but because of the news cycle, I think that I can waste probably 20 minutes at a time just watching like happy puppy videos. <laughs> that brings me so much joy. It's good to know I'm not alone because that is so real. What's your favorite like go-to source for those goodies? Oh my gosh. I don't recommend it just because sometimes there's some sad ones, but I do watch the Dodo a lot. Oh yeah. The Dodo is good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on Facebook. Yeah. Like, on Facebook. Like totally addicting Facebook videos. <laughs> I'm also a sucker for um, the subreddit called iBleach. So Reddit slash r slash iBleach, which is like all happy things to make your eyes feel clean after you see something horrifying. Oh, wow. I never knew that existed. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, Reddit is a scary place at times, not only for the uh, misogyny, but also because of the time wasted in that one particular network. But yeah, I'm a fan of uplifting videos all day. Good point. Yeah. All right. What do you want to leave in 2018? I would like to leave toxic workplaces. <gasps> yes, that, you did. <laughs> yes, I did. And I encourage everyone to do the same because I think once you make the move, like you will never look back and you will never go for another job that does not align with your values. Like that's one of the biggest things I think people often forget about is just your core values. If they don't match a mission, like you will not be happy and people that are attracted to companies like that just linger there and make make everyone's life terrible. People feel (laughs) stuck in those toxic workplaces at times though. They can, it's like they become this self-fulfilling prophecy of doom. Yes. (laughs) Not to be overly dramatic, (laughs) but yeah, I interviewed therapist Lena Derhali on an 
episode all about toxic workplaces. And she talked about it as though like the symptoms you experience after surviving or even while staying in a toxic workplace are akin to PTSD. I totally agree. I feel that. And I know a lot of people feel that too. And you are not alone. Yes. So true. So if that sounds like you, leave that shit in 2018. Leave it. <laughs> and we'll drop a link to that really great episode with Lena, who is like my favorite therapist, who I featured a ton of Boston boot camps all over the country and especially in DC where she's from. So if you want to like work with Lena, come check her out at boot camp or listen to that episode because it is a good one. Yeah, it is. Good call. I like that one. All right. Another thing that I would like to leave in 2018, again, easier said than done, is the imposter syndrome or feeling unqualified. I already mentioned it at the top of the show because I totally felt unqualified to start this endeavor, which we're going on what? Nine months now? Yeah. No, wait. Three, six, nine. Yeah. So this is nine months of the show existing. High five. Yeah. (laughs) We might not have bubbly in here, which was, again, a huge mistake, but we can at least high five about it. And there's so much time we spend ruminating over whether we have what it takes, which is wasted time when you should just start doing it and figure out what it's going to take to figure it out. And I'm reminded of the episode unqualified that we did episode six with Lucy Fink from refinery 29, who I'm a big fan of. She has a great show called try living with Lucy, which she tries different five day challenges that she's totally unqualified for. And her great Ted talk was about making, trying the new doing. So if you feel like you've got things you want to try in 2019, definitely listen to that episode too because I am over feeling unqualified and ruminating and spinning my wheels and just, I want to just get started on those things that I'm intimidated by next year. When you were talking about that, I am coming from 2018 in a totally different spot because I work in an office. So all of my jeers are like, man, (laughs) related to office stuff. Office politics (laughs) jeers? Totally. You can tell I've got entrepreneurial jeers. As I'm listening, I'm like, wow, we come from very different areas of work. That's good though. That's good because I'm sure our listeners are like, I don't know what Emily's talking about sometimes, you know? This is good. So what do you have for another uh, leave it in 2018? I'm going to go back to our first episode of to lead or be liked because (gasps) it's about, I don't know, you don't have to be friends with your coworkers all the time, you know? (laughs) I loved that episode. Yeah. Um, I think that in the office, you always feel kind of obligated to be nice. And even when you don't disagree, you have to be polite about it, which I guess you should, but you don't have to like back off from what you believe in. I don't think. Amen. Yes. I think that's such a good point. Yeah. It was Sarah Green Carmichael from Harvard Business Review uh, and the Women at Work podcast who we interviewed on that one. What a debut. Have we ever gotten better than that one episode? I don't know. I think we set the bar too high. (laughs) You're so on point because there's so many of those vibes you get from coworkers that are like, oh, I'm sorry. Did you not like my tone? Yeah. Do you not like my dissenting opinion? Gee whiz. Yeah. Uh, hate to ruffle your feathers with my thoughts and yeah. opinions, but that's what you're paying me for. Yeah. Um, honestly, like I always get the talk of, we got to get to a yes. So oh. I always have to compromise, even though. That's annoying. It's so annoying. <laughs> I feel like it's well-intended. Yeah. But it's like, it's okay to say no. Absolutely. 
Yeah, that's undervalued in our culture. <laughs> I think that's like a Western culture thing. I don't know, but I think, yeah, it comes back to, I think, being assertive and you can't be assertive when people expect you to always be agreeing to things, even though you don't agree to them. Right. <laughs> it's okay to not agree to the things. That's like the crux of where we are at as a gender, I think, yeah. is getting comfortable with that discomfort. Yeah. And letting the world be uncomfortable with yeah. it too. <laughs> All right, my last one to leave in 2018. Again, a little optimistic here. I, I'm, I'm coming with a trend here. I think I'm like a very optimistic feminist, but is to leave the pay gap in 2018. I'm sick of this pay gap headline. And the, the worst headline just came out a couple weeks ago saying that a new study shows the wage gap between men and women, if we're looking at averages, is actually a lot wider than we thought. Um, and this comes up in a lot of different bossed up episodes. The recent episode that was actually recorded live in DC's live show about women and wealth included a mention, a section really, a whole section on the wage gap with Gloria Blackwell from the AAUW shedding some light on it from their recent study. But at the end of the day, when I think about closing the wage gap, the most actionable thing we can all do is negotiate like you're doing with your colleagues, getting together to prepare to negotiate. So whether you're negotiating in the nonprofit sector, which is an episode we put together earlier this year that I'll link to, or if you're really just trying to figure out what your worth is, like Taronda Thomas, who I interviewed early on in the show, who has since actually moved on from uh, her news channel okay. here in Denver to a, a totally different network, probably for better pay. <laughs> but she really gets clear on how to figure out your worth. And that's something I want us all to do moving forward because we all deserve to get paid and women are not getting paid what men are getting paid for the same work. And we got to change that one tough negotiation at a time. Um, I think that I think I wrote down for one of my jeers was not being able to have tough conversations Oh, because a lot of women don't think they can have those conversations or people won't listen. But I don't know, finding a way to have tough conversations and be heard is something that I think we all need to work towards too. Yeah, come hell or high water, even if it means ruffling a few feathers. Yes. And side note to all the men not listening to this podcast, it's your job to help women get heard. I want to teach more men how to amplify women's voices, how to like listen actively because we all have blind spots and aren't great at listening. And I can relate to that. I'm more of a talker than a listener. <laughs> but that's such a good point. What inspired that, Jira? Um, I think the world today, even like politics on Facebook, people like to shout their beliefs, but will not have a conversation about it, will not be open-minded. And I just, I cannot stand that. Yeah, <laughs> that's such a good point. And living in a purple state like Colorado yeah. will teach you. Yeah. It's not easy. No. Right. I feel called in right now because I feel like one of the relationships that I just have been working on recently is with my older brother who lives in Texas, who is not a Republican, but I guess he might just be like a conservative sympathizer. I'm like an obvious liberal, right? And regardless of party politics, when the Kavanaugh hearings came up, not to mention a triggering news cycle, but when the Kavanaugh <laughs> hearings came up, he like said some insensitive stuff that made me unfriend him oh, no. and like basically ice him out. And 
for the past two months, my mother has been like, you know, you really need to repair this relationship. And I'm like, mother, that emotional labor is not on my shoulders alone. Thank you very much. Like, don't put that on me, you know? And finally I like got over myself and got over my hurt and reopened communication with my brother. Um, or at least I'm trying to, like we're making baby steps and, you know, we don't even disagree about that big, big of a thing, but at the end of the day, you're so right. Yeah. (laughs) It's so much bigger than the smallness of our politics right now. Yeah. It's easy to get angry, but the hard part is having a conversation about it. Like everyone's passionate. It's heated, all heated, but it's about, I think just being able to sit and have a conversation. Yeah. And disagree. And I'm yeah. so traumatized or triggered that you want to like shut down and. Well, did you read Braving the Wilderness? I haven't. Well, I'm working oh on the newest book. Oh, um, the Dare the to Lead. One. Yeah. Dare, Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. And she references Braving the Wilderness a lot. Braving the Wilderness is really great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it makes you, I think, will help you get the tools to have those open conversations. Oh, <laughs> oh, I've got, got some reading to do over break. Herbie, I love it. Well, thank you so much. I know that you've gone above and beyond the call of duty by, uh, by joining me as on-air talent today, but this was really enlightening and, and beautiful. Yeah, I mean, this is actually not that bad. Not that bad. I do enjoy just doing the behind-the-scenes stuff, yeah. but yeah. Well... <laughs> You're great. And I'm so glad. I know that a lot of the um, ladies who took our survey, when I asked them, like, what do you want to know more about? And, you know, what are you working towards? And we got a really cool sense of how diverse the interests of our audience are. We had some people write in saying, I want to hear more about this team that you keep hypothetically referencing on occasion, because it is like a scrappy little team of contractors and me who like expand and grow depending on how much work we have at Bust Up and running a tiny little bit operation like this is not easy. So I think it warrants more airtime for the bosses behind Bust Up like you. Well, this was fun and I'm glad that hopefully it works out. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank oh. you. Thank you for being here, Kirby. Oh, no, thank you. This is, I mean, Bust Up is amazing. And when I first applied to this, I said that I fully believe in the boss up mission and I will do whatever it takes to help more women like stand up for themselves, motivate other people, inspire. I mean, I think all women should do that. (laughs) I love it. Oh my God. What a boss. Well, thank you, Kirby, for sharing your cheers and jeers for 2018 with me. I hope you listening enjoyed hearing what we want to leave behind in 2018. And now Kirby and I want to hear from you. Take a moment to tweet at us. Instagram us, tag us, take a screenshot of this episode if it takes that and tell us what are your cheers for 2018? What are you thrilled about happening this year? And what are your jeers? What would you like to leave behind? What was not cool about 2018 that you want to start anew on in 2019? If any of our cheers and jeers resonated with you, definitely let us know as well. You can always tag us at boss.org or at Emily Aries on Twitter, Instagram, and all the things. You can make sure Kirby and I both see it by tagging at bossedup.org on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook or do it in the Courage community where we have those most wonderful, empowering conversations. And if you missed any of the great episodes that we referenced throughout the course of this year, really the past nine beautiful months of this show's existence, take a listen to them over break, boss. And if you really 
are reflecting on how much they made an impact in your life this year, please take a moment to share these episodes with the women in your world. It makes a huge difference for us, obviously, as we're trying to grow this show. But more than anything, I believe in this content. I believe in the power of these conversations to change lives. So you can find links to all the shows we referenced in today's show notes. But either way, I want you to have a happy, healthy, relaxing, and love-filled holiday. And we will be back in your earbuds real soon. We'll be putting out episodes every Tuesday and Thursday throughout the holiday season, just as usual. So keep tuning in, keep subscribing, and keep sharing these episodes if you find them helpful too. And together, we'll lift as we climb.
let's face it, speaking up at work can be really hard to do, especially for women and women of color. When the stakes are high and you've already worked so hard to just be the only woman in the room and you want to get everything right, you want to have all your facts and figures accurate before making your voice heard, it's just so much easier to stay silent instead. Researcher Deb Chahansky calls this loss of voice phenomenon. And it actually emerges in adolescent women at greater rates than men. And it sticks with us for the rest of our lives. Self-silencing behavior can actually become an unconscious habit unless we consciously engage in practicing our assertive communication skills. And we here at Bossed Up have set out to help women like you do just that. Speak Up, my live assertive communication course is back open for enrollment, and we're kicking off a new cohort launching this June. Over the course of eight life-changing weeks, you'll have access to interactive online curriculum and live weekly practice sessions where you, Irene and I, and a cohort of fellow Speak Up bosses who are owning their voice, overcoming the social messages that have taught us to keep silent, and really learning to strategically and assertively communicate when it matters most, we'll actually have the practice time to rewire our brains, create new neural pathways, and build better habits when it comes to speaking up with confidence and precision and assertively communicating in the workplace. Learn more and enroll today to secure your spot at bossedup.org speakup. That's bossedup.org speakup. 